everybody, welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I'm your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about Perspectives on Emerging Technologies. My personal experience has been working alongside people in emerging media technologies, digital and interactive media, and media products and advanced technologies. So I have cocktail party awareness of, and maybe a little bit more. Personally, I have been using media technology for many years. I have had a YouTube channel since 2006. My Twitter account goes back to uh, at least 2009. I am an Instagrammer. I am a TikToker. I'm on LinkedIn and obviously a podcaster. So with my end-user knowledge and capabilities, I approach the subject. I have edited the content for time and at least an attempt at brevity. So I'll start with an article from Wibbits. 10 Examples of Emerging Technologies That Are Revolutionizing the Media Industry. And this was written by Jonathan Villa in February of 2020. And he points out examples of emerging technologies such as Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The media industry has conventionally been the first port of call for breaking news and stories. However, today's technology means we're all content creators and publishers. It's never been easier to create new videos, spread news via social media, and grow our own audiences. Now, innovative examples of emerging technologies are changing how we gather and deliver content. Although some of these technologies sound like they're straight from a sci-fi film, we'll show you how these 10 examples of emerging technologies are being used to transform the content creation and distribution process. Number one, 5G and Wi-Fi 6. Super fast, Wireless technology is here with 5G data networks ready to enhance phone speed. It's also poised to help usher in mainstream virtual and augmented reality. We could see data delivered at nearly 10 gigabits per second, making everything from live streaming video to exploring augmented reality a flawless experience. 5G devices are still being developed and rolled out but carriers from AT&T to Verizon are already competing to be the marketplace leaders of the 5G revolution. Again, this is from two years ago. Two, virtual reality, VR. The ultimate level of news interaction being right in the center of the action. VR promises to transport the viewers into the middle of an experience to form a better connection to the story. The New York Times VR app is a good example of VR, and its launch was accompanied by sending 1.2 million Google Cardboard viewers to subscribers. The all-engrossing VR video experience 
builds a deeper level of connectedness, and not connection, and empathy with news stories. Three, anti-ad blocking. While our latest report found that 69% of users are not currently using an ad blocker, according to Page Fair, ad blocking could still account for around 0.8 billion in lost annual revenue. Page Fair, SourcePoint, Secret Media, and Admiral have heard the industry's cry and are pitching their own technological approaches to publishers hoping to fight off parasitic software. Some of these approaches offer ad reinsertion software, while others look to serve different types of ads that fit in better with the user's experience. Forbes has been testing technology that blocks ad-blocking users from their site entirely, but still offers users an incentive to whitelist their site by promising an ad-light experience once they turn off their software. 4. Automated Journalism Robot Journalism One of the industry's most controversial examples of emerging technologies lends a helping hand to journalists, content creators, and publishers by interpreting and analyzing data to produce content. Automated journalism is also used to test headlines, source information, and identify trending stories. The Washington Post has developed Bandito, which provides real-time testing to identify the best-performing content and make improvements to stories that don't quite hit the mark. Social outreach apps. Content creators can go beyond the usual suspects of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get consumer perspectives. Social outreach apps bring a fresh take on how the media industry engages with its audience. Q&A allows anyone to provide video answers to questions, which enables journalists to get authentic video interviews from as many people as possible without being physically present. Number six, death of the cookie. Google sent shockwaves through the industry when it announced it will block third-party cookies in Chrome browsers within the next two years. This is February 2020. Although advertisers are panicking, content publishers are thrilled to hear they will hold that coveted first-party data. The move could impact immediate revenue from publishers relying on advertising income but will reimagine what's possible with first-party data and fostering direct relationships. Number seven, data scrolly-telling visualization. Text with visuals is the perfect marriage to satisfy an increasingly mobile audience. Presenting data in interactive and bite-sized chunks is key to engagement. Scrolling is the new clicking, so transitioning between different multimedia data sources should be effortless. Scrolly-telling is a visualization tool that reveals more data as the user scrolls down the page. A great example of interactive data journalism is the Dawn Wall by the New York Times, which charted one of the most difficult free climbs in the world. Number eight, Internet of Things, or IoT. 
The world is no stranger to the Internet of Things, turning our homes into smart hubs with voice-supported technology. However, Business Insider Intelligence forecasts there will be more than 64 billion IoT devices installed globally by 2026. They also predict consumers spending nearly $15 trillion on IoT devices, solutions, and supporting systems. The new era ushers in new opportunities, increased productivity, and a reduction of operating costs. And beyond basic voice-driven functionality, emerging IoT devices are also increasingly focused on immerse experiences with visual components. Nine, wearable journalism. Wearable technology is changing the way consumers access content. The Apple Watch makes getting the latest news as easy as telling the time. Wearable journalism is ideal for quick updates until viewers have the time to get the full story. From clothing to contact lenses, wearable journalism presents the opportunity to deliver content in trimmed-down formats without losing the essence of the story. Video may be the king of content for media brands, but publishing enough videos to satisfy viewers is no easy task. The best way to help your team supply the ever-growing demand for video? Investing in video creation technology. Whether that means using an online platform or leveraging a video API solution. A cup of coffee, a sandwich, and yoo-hoo. Now, from March 25th, 2022, Technology Trends 2022, Tech Vision, Accenture. Tech Trends 2022, Meet Me in the Metaverse. The next wave of digital change is here providing forward-looking companies with an opportunity to act today to be ready for the future. Welcome to the Metaverse Continuum, a spectrum of digitally enhanced worlds, realities, and business models poised to revolutionize life and enterprise in the next decade. And the header is putting the me in the Metaverse. The internet is being reimagined and enterprises need to be ready for what comes next. For nearly two decades, businesses have built out a plethora of digital capabilities. But all of these solutions were created for the internet as we know it today. A digital world in which the platforms that drive value are often separate, where lack of interoperability and data portability are often assumed, and people spend more time offline than online. Early efforts show a new vision of the future of the Internet with the creation of immersive digital-only worlds as well as a deeper blurring between digital and physical. The analysis says, converging on our digital future. These evolutions are taking place on two fronts. The metaverse as a replatforming of digital experiences and Web3 as reinventing how data moves through that system. And it says, Actions to take, leading tomorrow's internet. Business leaders should start building new strategies today, 
exploring the potential of new products and services and training their executives on the technologies that will soon be foundational to their business. The bottom line is today's work on the metaverse and Web3 is creating the future of the internet. Together, they will remove friction between the proliferation of digital platforms and reinvent the use of data across digital experiences. In the process, they are driving new lines of business, ways of working, and opportunities for businesses and people to interact. The race to define, build, and populate a new kind of digital world is on. They go on to speak about the programmable world and that people will have unprecedented ability to command the world to meet their own individual needs. They'll decide what they see and how they interact with greater ease than ever before. And that we're starting to shift from bringing digital experiences into the physical world to creating physical environments and experiences that are digital goes on to say advances in digital manufacturing techniques are changing how and where physical goods can be made. And whereas in the past, IoT devices have been limited in compute power and kept separate, operated through discrete apps, emerging technologies are bringing their true promise to life. As they mature, they'll bring the world online in a way that hadn't been possible before. The next layer of the programmable world is experiential, building on data collected by IoT and edge devices and processed at 5G speeds. Digital twins are a core constituent of this layer. These digital models of the physical world give businesses real-time insights into their environments and operations. Another noteworthy component of the experiential layer is AR. Even in this early phase, the value of combining AR glasses, augmented reality, and digital twins is clear. With them, any environment can be made digital or overlaid with a digital experience. The final layer of the programmable world is material. On-demand and hyper-customized products are a reality. For instance, 3D printers can now print a much wider variety of objects. Hmm... And it also says the programmable world will enable new ways to augment, customize, automate, alter, and otherwise program our physical environments. So the actions to take is full-stack programmability. Becoming a leader in the programmable world will require wide-ranging exploration, experimentation, and development across the connected experiential and material layers. And they say the bottom line is the arrival of the programmable world will be the sharpest turning point for people and businesses in decades. We are about to live in environments that can physically transform on command, that can be customized and controlled, and that can change faster and more often than we have ever seen before. Now, next header is the unreal, making synthetic authentic. Synthetic data and images, chatbots and AR are forcing us to consider what's real, what's not, and more importantly, when should we care? When we see the news, we want to know if the video of the president is real. But when we watch the latest Doritos commercial, maybe it doesn't really matter. Sometimes we may prefer the unreal, like when we speak to a synthetic nurse about a skin rash 
or train an AI model with synthetic data adjusted to counter historical discrimination. Authenticity will be judged on four primary tenets. Provenance, what is its history? Policy, what are its restrictions? People, who is responsible? And purpose, what is it trying to do? By correcting data bias and protecting data privacy, synthetic realness can make AI both more fair and secure. And synthetic content will enable more seamless experiences and novel interactions with AI while saving time and energy. That said, using these technologies will be controversial. And it goes on to say that as synthetic realness evolves, rather than asking, is this real, we'll begin to evaluate, is this authentic? The analysis is that this is the rise of the unreal world. Recently, the unreal world has gotten a bad rap, and for good reasons. It's maddening to call customer service with an important question only for a bot to not understand your request. But AI has become indispensable to businesses improving over recent decades. While it was once a competitive differentiator, it is now a business necessity. And it goes on to say, some believe the very use of AI algorithms in social media has created filter bubbles, echo chambers, and algorithmic confounding. And it says the actions to take are elevating authenticity. Since we know that being real has no direct bearing on being good, being real should not be the guiding star for business or society. Rather, we propose authenticity as the new compass. Authenticity means being true to oneself and genuine in a way that others can attest to. More concretely, using generative AI in an authentic way means taking heed of provenance, policy, people, and purpose. How about that? Next is computing the impossible. New machines, new possibilities. The big picture. A new class of machines is emerging that is stretching the boundaries of what computers can solve. These machines, including but not limited to quantum, are pushing Moore's law aside as they jump onto a curve of new compute capability. Industries are defined by their most intractable problems. As these new machines mature, they will help companies solve them. And it goes on to say that biology-inspired compute is another new class of capabilities. It draws inspiration from, or relies on, natural biological processes to store data, solve problems, or model complex systems in fundamentally different ways. The analysis is compute for a new era of enterprise. Quantum, HPC, and biology-inspired machines are a new suite of tools for the unique demands of a post-digital business. And it winds up saying the quantum era. While they are immensely powerful, HPC machines are still just classical computers, and bio-inspired compute is just a new approach to similar problems. The single biggest watershed moment for computing will be when quantum computers solve the problems that were considered intractable. There's still a long way to go in quantum research. It says the actions to take, forging tomorrow's industries.
the quickest action to take is to begin evaluating how these technologies will shape the operations of your enterprise. What problems are simply considered the cost of doing business? How would it reshape the business if you could start solving these problems? Which class of machines is likely to affect your enterprise first? And in conclusion, it says, for decades, computers that could efficiently solve the world's grand challenges have been nothing more than theoretical, but enterprises can't afford to think about them in the abstract any longer. They are rapidly improving, and their impact on industry's most fundamental problems and parameters can either be an industry-ending event or the biggest opportunity in generations. Now, to wind this up, Emerging Tech Brew from Morning Brew. Report. Americans are deeply ambivalent about emerging technologies. Pew surveyed over 10,000 U.S. adults about AI, exoskeletons, and brain-machine interfaces. And I am not the biggest fan of Pew, but here we go. Whether you're a Luddite or a tech solutionist, whatever, that's your business. But new research from Pew provides a window into where a broad swath of the American people, 10,260 U.S. adults to be exact, falls along that spectrum. Zoom in, the report, which is extensive and worth taking a look at yourself, highlights the medley of excitement, uncertainty, and anxiety the U.S. public feels as it hurtles through an age of exponential technological change. The report says fewer than half of the respondents believe these technologies will usher in an improvement over the status quo. By the numbers, Pew asked respondents whether they thought widespread use of a given technology would be a good or bad idea for society. Take a breath. Let's dive in. Facial recognition technology used by police to locate potential suspects or monitor crowds was thought to be a good idea by 46% of respondents and a bad one by 27%. And 27% were unsure. Using algorithms to locate false contents on social media platforms was viewed as good by 38%, bad by 31%, and 30% were unsure. Fully driverless passenger vehicles were viewed as good by just 26% of respondents, bad by 44%, and 29% were unsure. Robotic exoskeletons that would augment manual laborers' strength were viewed as good by 33%, bad by 24%, and 42% were unsure. Gene editing to reduce a baby's risk of developing a serious disease was viewed as good by 30%, bad by 30%, and 39% were unsure. Brain implants that would allow people to process information more quickly and accurately were viewed as good by just 13% of respondents, bad by 56%, and 31% were unsure. The big picture. Respondents said that these technologies would be more acceptable if some mitigating steps were adopted. That is, regular reporting of AV accidents, licenses, 
for exoskeleton operation, additional training around the potential bias of facial recognition. Okay. They also generally believe that these technologies should be held to a higher standard of scrutiny than what exists today. The funny thing is that by the time these technologies have embraced, to me anyway, the public has been accustomed to incessant iterations which change functionality and user experience, hopefully for the better and for the sake of convenience and ease of use. And don't ever forget how you sign your life away to gain access to these tools which harvest your personal information to target advertising and content to you. Yeah, boy. They are just so damned distracting. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out.